Hello, all of you wonderful people out there. Welcome to Black and White Reviews. My name is Will, and I'm alone right now, but that's only because this is a small introduction into what you're going to be listening to in a few seconds. Um, as I've mentioned before, there are some back catalog episodes that Lee and I put together over a year ago, and we're slowly, you know, rolling those out. Um, this is one of those episodes I know for a fact the audio was off in a couple of places. I'm working to become better at this, so I apologize for the quality of this episode. So please bear with me. That's enough of my solo rambling, and I'm just going to let the episode play. I hope you all enjoy it, and have a good one. Everyone, but welcome to Black and White Commentaries. I'm Lee. I am Will. And we're back. It's been a while, but we wanted to uh, take some time today to talk about a movie that we watched sort of in passing. Uh, somebody brought it up and said, hey, check this out. So when we had a chance, we gave it a shot. It is Knives Out. Uh, just came out. Uh, was it 2019? Yeah. 2019, yeah. Um, so it just came out 2019, uh, directed by Ryan Johnson. Uh, some of you who have heard some of the stuff we've talked about or said about Ryan Johnson in the past will understand <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that's not that's not a very uh, an, a name that we talk so you know <laughs> nicely about, no, uh, not especially at all. for us as uh, as Star Wars fans. But um, you know what? It was nice to see him in his own element, kind of where he belongs. So um, <laughs> whatever. I'm not going to say Last Jedi was a bad movie. It's just not a Star Wars film. So it was nice to see it. So this movie is actually starring Daniel Craig, which right off the bat I saw Daniel Craig, and I'm like, okay, I like Daniel Craig. I haven't seen anything I didn't like him in. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Chris Evans, Anna de Armas, Michael Shannon, Tony Collette, Don Johnson, Christopher Plummer, and even Frank Oz. What? Yeah, I <laughs> yes. saw that. that it, Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> well, he shows up, and I'm like, Dude, that's Yoda. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, that is I awesome. saw that too, and I was like, wait a minute. What the hell is he? Well, what, what, what is he doing in this? Because you normally don't see him in movies like that. And I'm just like, wait, that's Frank Oz. Why is he here? You do. What is he doing? You do. So. He's, he's, been, he's actually been had his hand in a lot of things. I mean, he popped up in Trading Places as just a cop for like five seconds. You yeah. Know? You see what this stuff does to kids? <laughs> anyway. Oh, so it was, was kind of cool was, to see that. It was it was really cool to see Frank Oz and this just sitting there being a lawyer. I was like, okay, just yep. dumbfounded by everything that was going on in that particular moment, which we'll get to later. But yeah, yeah. stellar cast. Before we even get started, oh, yeah. absolutely like star-studded cast. And oh yeah, we're gonna get into it later. But even when you look, we talked a little bit about how we were gonna approach this episode, and there's really no way to do it without just talking about the whole thing as a whole mm -hmm. um when you see the cast list like immediately and you go into it and oh it's a whodunit kind of like clue immediately there's only a couple of names on this cast list that i'm like yeah this person did it oh yeah oh, it's yeah. kind of a giveaway yep so, yeah i think the way they set it up i mean you look into it you're like okay I, I when I first saw the trailer, like it was a while ago, and I'm like, okay, this looks interesting. It's kind of like you know, what is Chris Evans going to do after he does the Avengers? But then I thought, Chris Evans hasn't stopped. Actually, he's been doing a ton of movies outside of the yeah. Avengers movies. So yeah, it's really, I think it's just. I, in, 
It's surprising that he's well, even he's, doing anything because I thought he was just going to be done with movies altogether. I read an article a couple of years ago that when he was done with Avengers, that he wanted to kind of take a step back because he never really got over some kind of shyness or whatever. But I don't hmm. know. Maybe that was just completely wrong and he's going to keep on going. Never got over a shyness. I mean, the first thing I saw him in was not another teen movie, and he was standing there covered in nothing but whipped cream and a banana up his butt. So I'm pretty sure <laughs> he was over shyness pretty early on. <laughs> a banana. Oh yeah. A banana up his butt. Uh yes. Moving okay. on. So Chris Evans. Yeah, I was happy to see him in there, and I think what they tried to do here, which I I liked it. We know Chris Evans as Captain America, standing for truth and justice and all this stuff, you know, and we see him here as a jerk. Like, right off the bat, you're like, oh, this guy's a jerk. Pretty much. Interesting to see Chris Evans as that character again. Um, I don't know. Jerk is a little bit much, especially when you're in the beginning of this movie. Well, for me anyways, because I had a very similar relationship with my grandfather. Me and him were very blunt and outspoken with each other, so I kind of understood where he was coming from. But at the same time... It's Chris Evans and what sounded the bells off of my alarm. His character name in this movie is Ransom. So I was just oh, like, okay, yeah, you're, 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 the, you're the guy. You're the guy that I'm looking at funny. Yeah. And, and, and I think, I mean, here's the point. And if anybody has ever listened to any of our, our commentaries before, we know that everything is major spoiler alert. So we're not going to sit there and like tiptoe around anything. Because we no, all know what happened all. in this movie is, in the end, Chris Evans is the one who basically was the mastermind of the whole thing. Okay, we get it. Now let's go back, and I wanted to look at it and say, okay, we get it, but how did that happen? And I think that was the whole point. It's like, who who actually killed this guy? So the whole basic premise of this is rich guy dies, and his dysfunctional family blames each other while fighting over who deserves the inheritance. You know, and this rich guy happened to be a murder mystery writer. So it's like, ah, okay. (laughs) So in the family, they're already used to this type of scenario, at least in as far as stories go. I will say this. The movie did a really good job at making me think that there was another twist coming that maybe he wasn't dead. Mm, yeah. Like, may, like maybe yeah. him being a mystery writer and him being mysterious and the entire family, like, being very upset with him over his actions. There's something else coming with him. There's something else that we don't know about. And he's, you know, somehow mm-hmm. planned this entire thing out. Right. Right. Like, okay, so. Yeah, they well, could have well, gone well, that direction. It was almost like 13 ghosts kind of went in that direction. A little bit. A little bit. Where, you know, the the rich guy dies, inherit you inherit the house, you go through this, go through that, and in the end you realize that rich, the rich guy wasn't actually dead. He was just trying so, to lure them in there not, to maybe, power his maybe ghost not, machine. Maybe not dead. Maybe not dead, but somehow he had planned this entire thing out. Because I go back to, and again, we're just going to get right into it. There is right. a scene where he's sitting there and he's playing Go with his, um, with his nurse. And he mm-hmm. starts shaking everything and just flips the whole thing over and the medicine goes over with it. And that stuck in my mm-hmm. head the entire way through this movie. Because then right, she picks right. the bottles back up and she goes to give him the injection. And oh my god, I gave you the wrong one. And I was like, wait, did he somehow do something when she wasn't paying attention to, to, to these bottles? That's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah, For, it definitely. Uh, I think they led it that way. And that was the whole point is Ryan Johnson... Um, wanted to set this up where it's like, okay, could it be this? Could it be that? I mean, that's really the whole point of a murder mystery. But it's pretty obvious which people are not the ones who did it. Exactly. You know? I, I think that I think that was the difference. Like, it, it could be one of like three people who kind of were behind the whole thing, and that's kind of what it all it all came down to. 
Um, so, I mean, again, we're going to be jumping all over the place with this. There's no way to do it like linearly. Um, but I like the way I like the way that it came together. When I first watched it, it, it took a couple days for it to settle with me. Mainly because I watched it in three parts. That's just how my life has been lately. I've been I've been so busy. I'm like, oh, I'll watch the first like hour of it now, and then I'll watch another fifteen, and then the the rest of it, you know, between different parts of the next day. So that's pretty much mm. how I did it. But um, maybe that might have ruined it a little bit for me and taken it back. But I, I was really not like super excited about this movie after watching it. But the more I thought about it, and then just kind of like revisit skimming through it again, I'm like, okay, you know what? There were some really good parts. Um, Right off the bat, you know, they go right into, guy's dead, okay, what happened? Just like really any murder mystery should. Show, start off with the death, and now let's backtrack and see. You know, see what's going on going forward, and then see what went on based off of people's stories. Very classic, mm-hmm. you know, nothing out of the ordinary as far as format for the movie. But um, I, I thought it was interesting that as they're sitting there in, like, this big, like, library or study... There's this giant like shrine of knives in a right. circle behind everybody. And you know, the movie's called Knives Out. Uh, okay. <laughs> Here they are, all the knives. Um, and it just makes sense that the guy's a murder mystery writer, so he has this thing about knives. Okay, cool. Interesting little setup. Um, I love how it comes into play later on. I laughed out loud, but we'll talk about that later. So right. um basically I thought it was really cool as as they're talking about it. There's little things that I did not pick up the first time, which I'm surprised about. Because usually in a movie like this, you want to make sure you're paying attention to lots of little details. But mm-hmm. Linda, who's played by uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, mentions that she has um, a secret way of communicating with her father. And I totally forgot about that by the time I watched the end. So okay. um, I thought that was interesting because the whole point is there's stuff going on behind people's backs. This is happening. That's happening. Somebody's cheating on somebody, blah, blah, blah. And everybody has some type of argument with this man Harlan um, before his death. And that's, again, classic murder mystery. Well, it seems like everybody kind of had an issue with this guy. It could be this person. It could be that person. Who is it? You know, and they spend the whole movie kind of giving you little tidbits of that of this and that until they get to, you know, the last third of the movie. Where it's like, See, okay, what's really going on? I was the exact opposite. All of the family members that have something to hide or aren't being honest up front, they're all pretty much immediately ruled out. The um the daughter in law, um, Tony Collette, uh, I forget mm-hmm. her name. She's ruled out uh, Joni. immediately. Yeah. yeah, Joni, thank you. She's ruled out immediately because she's a free spirit or whatever like that, and she's completely dependent on the money and her daughter and everything, and she doesn't want to be found out about about laundering any kind of cash. So right, right. she doesn't want any kind of investigation coming her way. So immediately gone, despite the fact that she's, mm-hmm. you know, lying to the investigators in the beginning. Then you have right. a guy like Michael Shannon, uh, Walt, who <laughs> yeah. can't, can't get around being quiet because he has that ridiculously loud cane that he's walking all over the place <laughs> with. So he's not sneaking around anywhere. Uh, Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis a- completely, absolutely loved her father and, I didn't believe for a second that she would actually do anything to hurt him. Maybe right. she would do something to, you know, swindle her way into getting all of the inheritance by the end of this thing. But in the beginning, yeah, she's not, not going to do anything. She's not going to do anything to hurt her father. And then just, exactly. you know, Chris Evans being the only character in this movie who doesn't want to show up for any kind of investigation. Alarm bells just go off and meet. OK, it was. Oh, yeah. It was incredibly obvious. So, yeah. 
I I kind of think you know my quick little opinion is I would have put Chris Evans in there a little bit more and then have him have some reason why he had to leave that was kind of more pushing it aside. The fact that he right. was not around made me kind of go, hmm. I really hope they don't go this route, but they did, and, and that's what made me kind of that's what kind of drew, drew this movie. You know, kind of painted it in a negative way for me because it was just it was yeah. way too obvious that have, he was the bad guy. <laughs> you have a couple of characters who remember. Uh, the argument that he had behind the closed door and they're yelling at each other and just, you'll be sorry. And then he storms out like a couple of the characters remember that and they're telling the investigators this. And this is showcased so heavily in the beginning. It's ridiculous. Um, but again, I don't think that that's what this movie is about. I think this is more of a parody of a murder mystery than an actual murder mystery. And it all kind of comes together in the third act, which isn't a good thing. I did not like the third act of this movie. When um, Marta there finds the uh, the housekeeper in the uh, laundromat there, and she's, like, dying, then it turns into a completely different movie, and that's where I kind of fell off with it. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, by the, by the, by, by the end of this thing, it, it, it stops being a murder mystery whodunit, and it just, you know... Now we're in a high-speed chase, and then Daniel Craig just, <laughs> with his ridiculous accent in this movie that's hysterical. Like, Daniel Craig in this movie was awesome. Don't get me wrong. I, I oh, yeah. loved no. everything that he did, but by the end of this thing where he's just rambling on and just, like, very neatly sews everything together, I kind of fell off with that. Like, you could have done a little bit more investigative work. It, it seems like he just kind of, like, oh, Here's the answer, and he bases it on nothing. He just kind of guesses. I get the feeling like by the end of this thing, he's just kind of guessing, and he just so happens to be right. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, he has, he has no evidence. He has none. He has zero evidence. He just guesses. Yep. It's, 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 it's kind of <laughs> ridiculous when you think about it. It's kind of ridiculous. Right. <laughs> well, it just... I like the way that they put it all together. Um, you've got this caretaker, Marta, and the one thing that is set up with her is this really odd character flaw, which, uh, not character flaw, but this this characteristic, <laughs> which is um, if she lies, she pukes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. And, and it may, and it added this like little like whimsical, like goofy humor to the, to the movie just because of the way it is. And it's, it's not like she says, oh, I, um, I get sick or I vomit. She's, she calls it puke. It's always referred yeah. to as puking, and I thought that was funny, just the word puke. I don't know. I haven't said puke since I was, like, seven, so it's just funny to me. But basically, every time she lies, she pukes, and we see it a few times where she lies, and we're like, I'm pretty sure that's a lie, and then next thing you know, she runs somewhere and she pukes, and you're like, ah, okay, I see. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a few times where people use that, obviously, to her, to their advantage. We see Ransom use it. Um, uh, yeah, really great way that he does it, too. Um, it oh was it god, was really well her. done with the, the table. It's like, by the way, you just ate a whole plate of beans, and oh my I need god, to tell what really happened. <laughs> I knew what was going on the whole time. Like when he oh, when yeah. they're sitting here's down in that restaurant, here's a bowl of beans and sausage, <laughs> and here's an empty bowl. I'm like, come on, really? You don't see this coming? How do you not see what's gonna happen? Oh yeah, that's just. Oh yeah, I don't know. That bothered me. No, that did cool. bother me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you thought it was cool. I, I thought it was I thought it was funny just the way that it, it happened though I mean it's like it bothered you because it was too obvious you say you saying it bothered me because it was way too obvious 
Oh, well, obviously not to her. Like, he is, like, in this moment, in this moment where he gets the bowl of food and an empty bowl, he is mustache-twirling villain. And it was, (laughs) what, come on, really? Like, it's so insanely obvious what he's trying to do here. And then it just Now I wish he had a mustache. It would have made... It would have it would have been a lot more obvious if he just oh it would have been a, it would have been incredible if he had a mustache <laughs> that would have that would have just made everything perfect like come on if you're gonna you know if you're gonna go with it just go the whole way with it <laughs> well anyway he gets all this stuff like that and tries to get the truth out gets the truth okay I'm gonna help you out and she's like oh good I have somebody on my side and I'm thinking I'm like why would she think she can trust him. What made her think that he was somebody who was trustworthy? It didn't know. make any sense to me. It didn't. Probably because she thought that he was just, he didn't want anything to do with the rest of the family and blah, blah, blah. So therefore she could trust him. That's the only thing I could think of because he wasn't around and it was like avoiding everybody there. But still, come on. I mean, wasn't he the son of Linda? Yeah. That was the whole point is he was the grandson. So he was Linda, Linda's son. Maybe, Linda, what, maybe, Richard's son. maybe it was just a thing like in that moment. So... The inheritance money that we uh, spoke about earlier, uh, mm-hmm. Harlan, the, the 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 person in question who's dead, Harlan decides mm-hmm. at the last minute that he's just going to leave her everything, <laughs> and then Frank Oz, the lawyer, shows up and announces to the family, "No, uh, this uh, caretaker Marta is entitled to everything: the money, mm-hmm. the publishing deal, the house, everything." And the family oh, starts yeah. hounding her. The family starts hounding her, and Chris Evans is the only one who's like, come on, you want to get away from here? Get in the car. I'll get you out of here. Let's go. So he is being nice. Exactly. I, I get yeah. that. He's offering her a way out, but still. Yeah, but it's pretty obvious that he's like, well, everybody else is being like this. I'll try the nice guy approach. And exactly. Put her in a position where, exactly. which is exactly what he did. It was just, it was way too obvious, and that's, I think that's what killed it for me. It was just too many obvious things. I get there was a twist, definitely a twist, because you're like, well... I mean, we all know that she, you know, overdosed him on morphine and then he killed himself. And it's like, so where else could there be the switch? But I'm thinking, I'm like, well, I mean, medication errors can happen, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, I I like how you've got um, um, Blanc here, Benwell Blanc. (laughs) <laughs> which I mean come on this whole foghorn leghorn thing he's he's going with the whole time was just way too funny to me <laughs> like as, as soon as he starts speaking I'm like are they really gonna pull this off for the whole movie I'm like okay they yep. are and he starts yep. going off on donut holes within donut holes and the donut here and this donut's hole is a hole of the donut and I'm like okay all right you're losing me but I'm 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 really just like huh <laughs> okay um he was great um he starts pulling stuff up and saying okay we need to figure out what this is. He realizes the whole puke thing. She tells him the whole story. It goes back and forth, but he recognizes she's a good nurse. So he's like, even though, yeah, you killed him, you you think you killed him, there's more to the story. And at this point, we're, you know, that's where I was kind of like, all right, what are we watching here? What is happening? I, I don't understand. So I like that in the end, the little bit of it, it's like, yeah, he still died, but it was a suicide. He killed himself. And in yes. the end, this guy actually killed himself. She did nothing that was going to kill him. I mean, regardless of what it was, he still killed himself. Nobody else did. So, eh, what it is. Um, and the toxicology report, which was mailed over to her, um, would have shown that there was no morphine overdose, you know, but she thinks it's her fault still. So when she sees the little bit saying toxicology report, 
you know, she worries who sent this to me. But in reality, it was Fran, right? The other, um, the maid around the house or whatever, who was actually sending it over to Ransom. And then Ransom snuck it in her mailbox to make it look like she was going after her. The whole thing was really pretty crazy. And then the whole thing was the whole thing got really crazy. So before you before you go anywhere else. One second. Somebody just took off on a motorcycle. Sorry. Anyways, before we go any further, um, I want to touch on something that I really appreciated about this movie. When. The investigators show up and they're questioning the family about what happens. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting there and they're trying to figure out whether this is a murder or whether this is a suicide. The whole time I'm screaming, autopsy, toxicology report, do something. Right. This is standard. And then they right. do it. And I was like, okay, good. You, okay. Wow. That made me appreciate <laughs> right. this a little bit more than I actually would have. Because it gave mm-hmm. me what I wanted. It didn't treat me like an idiot. Like, most movies yeah. would treat you like an idiot in the situation. Like, uh, there's no such thing as a tox- toxicology report in our world that we're building for yeah, you. Just, not in this you know, universe. Lose, <laughs> lose yourself in it. it. It doesn't exist here. We're not doing that. Moving on. No. This movie right. It's like it, zombie movies I, that don't that don't explain that, you know, they've seen zombie movies. <laughs> exactly. Because like, they don't... It, it's weird. It's a weird thing that movies do, and I hate it. But here... Just the way that they appreciate that, no, we have to address this because it would actually happen in real life. Fully on board with that. That was awesome. Right. Right. Well, they get this. I mean, the whole thing is in the end you find out it's ransom. Well, duh. I mean, the only thing that made it a mystery was really just like some of the things that were coming against her. Um, mm-hmm. Like That was that whole thing. Is like when she got that letter in the mail, I'm like, okay, what's going on? Who's Who's trying to frame her? But it doesn't seem like a frame. This seems like somebody really knows what happened. So, right. but you realize it was never meant to go to her, but, and that's why it was, it was, um, the envelope was opened, which I didn't catch on to initially. Um, I think I looked away, but, you know, we see, we see this, it's just a matter how, seeing how they were going to reveal everything in the end. So in the end, basically the whole thing comes down to, um, Ransom switched the medication. Um, she did everything that she thought she was doing. She gave him the right dose of the right medication, but she thought that she didn't. He stole, you know, the medication that would have saved his life if there was an overdose, and that's why she, you know, couldn't save him. She freaked out. He came up with a grand master plan for her to sneak out of the place, get away with it, and make it look like, you know, he did it. He killed himself, and she was never around. Because right. he's a murder mystery writer, so it makes sense. He goes, I've done this my whole life. This is what I do. I write books. You know what? We're going to get you out of this so you don't get in trouble. But... That's why I was really confused when he when he gave everything to her in the will. I was like, okay, why did he do this? Because like you said, it seemed like he had something to do with this. This was some kind of lesson he was doing in the beginning. So it just it seemed really strange. But in the end, you find out he didn't. You know, he was an innocent guy and he just wanted to help her out because, oh, my God, he thought that she OD'd him um, and, you know, that he had to do something. So he sat there and killed himself. That's that's a crazy sacrifice for somebody, you know? Yeah. And he did, and he gave everything to her because she was the only person who cared. Well, then again, she was the one who was paid to do it. So, I mean, whatever. I work in a field, you know, human services where, you know, we are paid in order to provide support for people. But in that, you do you do get um, – build relationships. You do um, sometimes become part of the family. I've got one guy that um, we used to support whose – his day staff actually had him as his best man at his wedding. 
So the individual we support, this, you know, mentally disabled individual came in and was the best man in my staff's wedding. That's how close these families get. It's amazing. So anyway, I can see how this could happen. It does make sense. I can so, see how it can happen too, especially when you have a family, when you have a head of a family and it is clear that everybody else in your family around you is just gunning for your money. And, but then there's oh yeah. this one person who comes along who, yes, is paid, but otherwise doesn't really care about any of that and actually treats you like a person. I can see how that would go mm-hmm. a long way. Exactly. Exactly. I can absolutely, especially when you get into the characters of these, of, of the rest of this family of, and how dysfunctional it actually is. I don't blame Harlan one bit for saying, all right, you greedy people aren't getting anything and I'm actually going to give my uh, my fortune to somebody who, you know, will appreciate it and deserve it. I completely understand that. Yep. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, I mean, this is definitely going to be a short commentary. I don't have too much to say about it. I will definitely say it was an enjoyable film. Um, one yeah. thing I thought was just great was at the end of it, um, so basically, Chris Evans is just like, you know, he's done. He's He goes, he gets up, takes a knife off of this knife shrine, and runs, charges at Marta. And they do this whole slow motion stabbing thing. And I'm looking, I'm just like, he just stabbed her. and But she doesn't look like she just got stabbed. And you see it's a toy retractable like blade <laughs> on the knife. And I laughed out loud because it was just so perfect because he goes over there i mean first of all um he goes he admits that he killed fran right off the bat so now not only did he switch stuff which caused a panic making somebody think that somebody was murdered he actually did murder somebody in the midst of the whole thing and admitted it right there in front of the cops and everybody and then (laughs) he jumps up to go and stab her so he tried to commit another murder in front of everybody and he failed because it was a fake knife it was so and (laughs) She um she takes a phone call and she pretends it's from the coroner's office or the hospital or whatever. Right. And she she fakes it the whole way and goes, No, she she's dead. And he admits it everything and all that goes down. Yeah, she's selling it the whole time. And then she oh, yeah. pukes right in his face. <laughs> yeah, and it was the most it was the that most was disgusting. The <laughs> it was the most disgusting puke I've ever seen because it's chunky and phlegmy and just gross looking. <laughs> I couldn't get, I had to look away from my TV, like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, man. I'm sorry, and I see stuff like that all the time, I just saw stuff like that yesterday, I got kids, man, so, but, I yeah, know, I just, Something I forgot about... how funny that really was, that was great. Again, oh, it's just it's like this quirky part of the gross. whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole movie kind of had that going on, the whole movie was quirky and weird, and it was this weird mix of whodunit and thriller and... Comedy. Yeah. It I mean, was actually really funny. I found myself laughing out loud a couple of times. I I was expecting more comedy, to be honest. Okay. Uh, I was a little disappointed. The way that they made the uh, trailer look, it looked like there was going to be more comedy to it. And I was kind of looking forward to that. You know, even if it was just comedy of like, look how ridiculous these characters are. Look how much, you know, they're into themselves or whatever. You know, this that kind of humor. But no, it didn't even go that direction. It was just just weird it was it had quirkiness to it that was really the only thing that was um comedic was the quirkiness i think but yeah you know all in all um i would definitely say this movie um after sleeping on it for you know a few days um i definitely say it's much better than i expected 
Uh, well, I mean, much better than I originally um, would have reviewed it, you know, when I first watched it. Um, but going through it again, definitely a movie I'd watch again another time. Um, you know, I, I tend to watch movies first before um, I, I bring them up to my wife because I don't want to make her, I don't want to take her her time away and say, hey, watch this movie that's probably going to be like, you know, horrible. <laughs> you know, so I just because, you know, we're, we're busy. We've got stuff to do. So I don't want to waste her time. <laughs> you I'll waste your time. I don't care. Yeah, I'll waste my time. I don't care. I got nothing going on. <laughs> you got nothing going on. Thanks, COVID-19. Yeah, exactly. anyway, by the we way, got, so we got, so regardless of when this gets aired, this is now technically um, April 15th. So this is tax yeah, day. Oh, that, that explains why a lot of the, the uh, stimulus uh, checks went through. Yay, thanks, taxes. Um, yeah, so it's April 15th, 2019. We are in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. So um, a lot of people are are out of work, you know, there's place from their, from their jobs or they're working from home, modified employment, um, right now. Yeah. We're, we're all, it, it's amazing that it's been a month of things being yeah. like this and we're just, and we're yeah. just doing a commentary now. <laughs> um, well, you know, yeah, yeah I, I've been, I've been super busy. I'm still working. That's why. Um, but Hey, it is what it is. But I'm glad we were able to get together and discuss this movie. Um, I know it's definitely one on the shorter side of any of the uh, commentaries we've done. But I, I think there's not oh, much it, to really say about it. There's not much to really say about a movie like this. I think the the important yeah. thing the important thing that I'm going to say about this movie is I I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than you did. Yes, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I was I was into it from beginning to end. Uh, the, uh, there's there was a lot in the third act that I just didn't like. That you know I already went over before. But all in all. This is a really good, especially since you don't see this kind of movie anymore. You don't see mm. the murder mystery that's not a thriller or a horror movie where you have to figure out who the killer is. You know, it's this kind of lighthearted uh, murder right. mystery, which I really do enjoy. You know, I don't always want to be shocked and awed. I do like to laugh sometimes and things like this, especially when it's, you know, a little bit morbid. I have a very morbid sense of humor. This, well, they did just make yeah. a movie. Um, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston called Murder Mystery. If I'm you're looking for, watching. if you're looking for a comedic type of murder mystery movie, I'm done with Adam Sandler. <laughs> uh, we're we're not I even. I mean, come on. There, okay, you know what? There has to be a point in somebody's career where they just have to sit down and say, "I'm done." Adam Sandler has been in that point for about a decade now. Really, uncut gems. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, okay then. thank it, you. So my was, point it, is, <laughs> okay, might be worth checking out. I I'll watch it. I, I I might watch it one more time. It was definitely it was a laugh. Um, and oh. it was it was it was basically um more comedic than what I expected Knives Out to be. But mm. you know, it definitely balanced out that whole like, okay, what's going on here? Who did it? You know, what's involved? Yeah. Um, so I, I'd say it's worth checking out at least a little bit. I think he and uh, mm. Jennifer Aniston are a good team. So. It worked out well. He's got a mustache. He's like a cop or something. It's pretty funny. But anyway, okay. um, yeah, that's enough of that. Knives Out, I'd say it was definitely a movie I'll, I'll probably watch a couple more times, you know. Um, I enjoyed it. Great cast. It was nice to see everybody coming together. I mean, Don Johnson. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Jamie Lee like, Curtis. Where, where did you he come I, from? I was thinking the same thing about Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, I mean, she's never really stopped. What what notable has she been in? Halloween. 
just okay. came out like last year. Really? Yeah. I'm behind. I'm, I mean, there's, there's been stuff. <laughs> I'm really um, behind. Yeah, and, and yogurt commercials, right? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For menopausal women. <laughs> yep. Anyway. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to Black and White Commentaries. Um, we yeah. will see you next time or hear you or something. <laughs> All right, bye.